I don't know. It's weird. I like want to get closer, but I can't. Yeah. Oh man. Um. I think this is good. Let's, All right. Let's. I think I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um. Hi. Hi, hi Car. Hi Ken. Hi, hi friends. friends. Well, we are trying to figure out how to sit in we're these doing chairs. A new thing. We're um. We're doing the pod from my house today. Which, Flood house. Oh my god. Yeah. So here. So a little rundown for you. We've, yeah. We've done the pod at my house twice. Once we did it on the back porch because <laughs> it was summer, <laughs> and then we uh, did it on our on my couch as you do. However, um, after my house flooded, you may recall I mentioned that happened, and everything that we own was um, taken away to be specially cleaned and or thrown away, mm-hmm. um, except for some items which were moved upstairs and now live in everywhere our living space so yeah. like there's truly my couch is there's no couch a, a pile of stuff yeah there's no dining room table there's no floor there's like a, a small pathway on the floor but really it's just it's we're just sitting and stuff so Kendra and i are in two chairs sitting across across from each, from each other, other which is weird i got yeah. we kendra said we're gonna do some real eye bonding yeah um <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean it. It doesn't feel like uncomfortable in here. No, this chair it's is just comfortable. Like, it's just different. Well, when you when you do something the same every time, it's like right. if you ride the bus to work, right? You probably will find that you sit in like the same area of the bus, right? But if you get in one day and it's full and you gotta sit somewhere else, it just feels it feels weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. You used to ride the bus a lot. I did exclusively. Yeah, I. Yeah, Carrie. Was crazy considering how far away you live from work. Yeah, I used to live um, more centrally located to things, so it wasn't a huge deal. And then Carrie and I moved south, and um, we had one car. We felt really, uh, you know, convicted about being a one-car household. Uh-huh. And um, I also was not driving, um, which. I mentioned my driving situation before that yeah. it is hard, but I, there was a period of time where I was like, wow, this is not, I, I don't have to do this. Mm-mm. Driving is a horrible and terrifying experience for me literally every time. So I'm going to not do it. Right. And I turned my license in and got an ID so, so that it wasn't even an option. So funny. And then didn't drive for I, six years. Mm-hmm. Was it that long? Probably. Five. Yeah. Five. So anyway, and that's when Kendra and I met. So I was bussing it, which added it like an hour and a half each way to my day. Yeah. And what wound up happening once Ken and I were friends is that she would drive me home a lot. Yeah. Even though it was the opposite direction. Literal opposite direction. Yeah. So anyway, it led shout to a lot of to... like late night sleepovers. Like we would mm-hmm. get done at work and I would drive you home and then we would hang out for a second. And then it would be like one in the morning. Yeah, so it was like text why? Alex and be like, "I'm in, I'm, I'm in Rainier Beach. I am not driving." Yeah. To at the time I, I lived in, um, like East kind Lake. of East Lake area ish. Not really though. I lived on the other side of East Lake. It was like it has no name. It has no name. Yeah. And now it's just a bunch of new buildings. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Um, um, 
Anyway, shout out to people who do the long commute every day on a bus. Yeah. I will say pro, you get to read, nap, listen eat to podcasts, listen to podcasts. There are there are some definite pros. The only time I was ever really good at reading was when I on lived in New York. Oh. On the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, don't they say like New York is one of the most like um literate yeah literate cities uh i don't know i feel like that's a thing that wouldn't surprise me um we are a one car household right now yeah yeah how's that feel you know it's pretty good something i have to be better about though is just i so there's a bus that basically takes me straight to work it mm. takes me from the corner around my house to like two blocks from work mm. mm-hmm. and there was a while in the summer where I was, maybe it was like around this time last year, I don't remember when, where I, I was taking the bus a lot. I, I also didn't have a car at the time. Yeah, but you love driving. So I love driving. confused me. But I, oh, I mean, I had to take the bus, so I didn't have, I didn't have a car. Right. Um, but now I realize I just need to be better about when Alex needs the car, just instead of taking a lift to work. Oh, yeah. Just like eight don't bucks. Don't do that. Just take the bus to work and then take a lift home. Because I'm not trying to ride the bus home at, like, midnight. I'm just not. No. I'm not doing that. Slash, could you even ride the bus home at, like, 3 in the morning? No. And that's, I would never do that. No. I, I, that's, I'm like, there's there's no way I'm hopping on the bus at 3 in the morning. Though, I would totally take the subway home at 3 in the morning. Yeah, so what is the difference, do you think? Because we're not a city that relies on that mode of transportation. Right. So it's just... Uh, it's not convenient. Like, the subway runs, I mean, way more frequently than the bus system runs in yep. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't tell you how many times I took the subway the wrong direction oh, in New York. I bet. All the time. All the time. People, it's I'd like, be like, listen, I'm sorry, I'm going to be about two hours late. I accidentally went to Queens. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you're just tired. You just hop on the... Hop on the subway and you realize, because you're, like, reading or doing whatever you're doing. Well, or also, you're, I had, like, anxiety about going to the wrong place, which made me, made it, it was, worse. like, yeah, harder for me to, to tell what freaking direction I need to go. Yeah. Anyway, people are, like, New York is a grid. All you have to do is know the north, south, east, west. Right. I don't, can't, does not compete. Doesn't work for you. Nope. Um, I also will say... Like, in the times that I've been to New York, there are smartphones, and it is, like, oh yeah, Important. literally so easy. Yeah, we didn't You have... don't need a map. You don't have to hold, like a, like, a regular map anymore. You just... It's all on your phone. Yeah. I don't really have that technology when I live there. Right. Uh, hashtag old guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag no smartphones yet. Yeah. Um, Still rocking that T9. Oh, dude. I was good at T9. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We missed you guys last week. We had yeah. a busy week. So sorry. Too busy. Carly really wanted to do the pod and I really had to put my foot down. And I was like, it's just not going to happen. She put the kibosh, yeah, dude. I did. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us, you know, while we're away, you can send us an email at doingagood at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Instagram, doing a good. Yeah. Um, um, but we, so last week we had to, I think we mentioned this maybe the week before. Yeah, we That did. we were prepping and getting ready for the menu transition at Bait Shop. Yep. And let me tell you, we did it. We <sighs> shot the photo and I designed about 90% of the menu 
And the reason we held off on the pod was because we were going to put it out like the day after we did the thing and blah, 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 blah. But we ended up waiting a week. So <laughs> theoretically, we could have maybe done it. Well, my brain couldn't have no, done it. No, you though. couldn't have done yeah. it. Yeah. It was a scenario where like the technically there's a perceived window of time. Right. But in actuality, when you're like, you know how it is. When you're working on a really big project yeah. and you're doing the rest of your life, right? somehow the perceived windows of time just sort of get the, the, the big project sort of bleeds right. into your, yeah. Right. So uh, we did the photo shoot. I was going to post a picture on the gram, but I didn't want to do any spoilers. Yeah, I, I think I think we should wait until Friday. Yeah. Which oh, is Randy in two days. Has a need. Oh, Randy has a need. Where's he going? What's he doing? He probably wants to sit on the couch outside on his blouse. He likes his, he likes his like alone time. He's a very uh, solo, solo dog. Did you want to go? Uh, is oh, he changed his He's not going. Not doing it. It's a real peg move. Scratch wow. on the door. Don't go outside. He just is maybe jealous that we're not. I mean, he can, he can come and sit on one of our laps. I, I don't mind that. Um, ooh. So I'll tell you what. One thing we're doing after the holidays is getting that dog into some serious obedience training. It's going to be great. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. Have you picked a place? Um, There's a place that has been recommended to me by my doctor, uh, which they do like really intensive... I don't... They do different kinds of training, but one thing they do is like they take your dog... Right. And you are not a part of it. It's like an overnight. Yeah. And then you come and pick them up. Uh, I'm curious about what their assessment of Randy's needs would be. Right. Because you'll go in and like meet with them before you make a choice. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. He needs... Uh, his issues are somewhat rooted in trauma and also somewhat rooted in dominance over me. Right. <laughs> so... With only you. It's so weird. Yeah. So I need... I think that I need to be involved in his training um right but i don't know it's gonna be really interesting i've never done obedience training with the dog so i'm not really sure how much it's gonna cost i'm a little concerned about that have you ever watched that show what's oh, his name caesar caesar yeah oh god i hope that your experience is like that so i used to work with dogs um in college i took like nine months off and i moved back to seattle and i worked at a doggy daycare um and Caesar, <laughs> what what the hell is his show? Is I it, forget it what it's called, called. Caesar's Way, is it? Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Really the Dog quick. Whisperer. The Dog Whisperer. What's his last name though? Milan. It is Caesar Milan. Okay. Yeah. So he was really popular at the time, and so everybody, <laughs> everybody at my work was like really big into utilizing his techniques, which is it's amazing to to watch like four adult humans in a room with 60 dogs going psst, yeah psst. yo the psst was such a big thing such a big thing yeah and like yeah how to probably like submit your dog yeah which we know put now it on its is back like and not... like aggressively hold its chest yeah i don't think you're it. supposed to do that i mean i think supposed to is hard with a lot of stuff with animals because yeah, every right. animal is different they're all different like every animal responds differently to um like assertion and it it there's just there's, there's no, no way. one way yep there's no one way yep i mean maybe that's the beauty of caesar is that he's like found 
multiple ways to deal with multiple dogs. But I feel like I remember him using like the same way every yeah, time. I think so. No matter Caesar's the way. Caesar, it's he literally wrote a the book only called way. Caesar's yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he? I think he did. I think he did. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be cool. I think that um, I think that the Randy man just needs to, you know, know that you're the mom and he's the dog. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need to be the boss. Yeah, and also he needs to trust me. Yeah, I'm, we're pretty like sure you're on the same team. Yeah, we're pretty sure that his like past abuse and/or trauma uh, definitely happened with a woman for sure. Yeah, the way he just doesn't trust me. No, and there's nothing I've been. I would not call myself a an expert with animal behavior by sure. any means, but I am decent, and none of the Things that I know how to do right. or have been reading about and right. practicing have really elicited any um, positive results for him. None so. of yeah, none of your things that you would normally do are working. Right, right. And like we've had, my dog Sadie was really abused right. in her previous life, and I knew how to navigate that with right. her. Well, and you it, learned how to navigate it, right? But and it took a long time, but I felt like i understood it a little bit mm-hmm. this guy is a total mystery mm-hmm. you know he'll, he'll come around yeah um anyway well i don't even know where we're going from here but well, we're, let's let's talk about oh yeah well really quickly our drink menu is coming out on friday mm-hmm. if you live <clears> in the <throat> seattle area Come get a schmocktail. Yeah. Get a cocktail. Check out Kendra's handiwork. Our photo shoot was really fun. Yeah. Usually what happens is... Uh, I don't know if it was fun. I was fairly stressed the whole time. Well, I guess by fun, I mean <laughs> the finished product is a fun vibe. Yes. Yeah. The actual moment of it... Not that fun. It's not that fun. It's important. I'm kind of a monster to work with, I think, in those days. <laughs> There's a lot of moments where... I would be doing something and Kendra would tell me not to do that and do something differently. And I would be like, you know what? I'm going to, yep, I'm going to just do that. Okay. Whatever, whatever you, you got it. Yep. Now is not the time to negotiate no. or, um, the, every time we change the cocktail menu, I, I lead the drink development mm-hmm. and Kendra helps me with that. And then she leads the menu design and I help her with that. So it's sort of a fun like we both take turns. It's a good team. It's a, it's like truly a. <clears throat> gosh, my voice keeps cracking. I know what's up with that. You're I going through puberty. I'm going through my hitting that phase. That I'm going man time. Puberty. Um, it is a very collaborative effort. Yeah. Like it is. It is very much. I don't think either of us could do it without the other person. Mm-mm. There's no way. So uh, it would. Yeah. It's one of the times at work, especially where we do get to like fully just be on a team and it is great so tight and you know what i was just thinking about Hmm. because we work together we have this opportunity but i think it's nice in any relationship to find or create opportunities where each person in the relationship can take the lead yeah i think sometimes you fall into like natural patterns in your relationships with people right um and there are ways sort of in the day-to-day where, like, one person handles one thing and the other person handles the right. other. But to create more project-oriented or goal-specific yeah. things where you take turns supporting the other person is really cool. Yeah, and I think um, I think for me especially, I, I 
crave that in a creative sense. Right. Like creating, being creative with other people is like something that really fulfills me. Uh-huh. Um, and like having that like push and pull in between the like creative process because everybody does it so differently mm-hmm. is always really fun. Yeah. Collaboration rules. Yeah. It's the best. You love it. I love it. You want to do everything with everybody. I was just going to say, there are so many times when I'm working on something and I'm asking Carrie for his input or if he wants to help me. And he's like, I think you got it. Yeah. I'm like, I do got it. It's just not as much fun for me. Right. I don't know. But you're really talented. And I think that you need to start not not being like, you don't work with other people. But I think there are a lot of times when you can do things on your own. Yeah. And well, a lot of times it's about not trusting myself. Right. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, this leads into perfectly the we like topic. About. So yeah. let's just roll with this. One thing I am working on is not always trying to loop people in on the projects that I'm working on. Being more mindful of right. when to... Um, seek collaboration right or ask for help or input and when to trust oneself trust yourself because all right so the whole thing this this carly for i mean forever has been collecting things carly loves things i love things she loves stuff stuff and she finds importance in stuff and she is very good at um curating curating like groups of things she loves vintage clothes. She loves vintage everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, I would say it's like maybe a year and a half ago, you were like, I want to start selling this stuff. To me, at least. Right. It's always, I think, been kind of like a like a background goal. But you wanted to start selling all of these goods. Uh-huh. And you wanted to make a business out of it. Uh-huh. And you roped me into it, which I was <sighs> super down with. And then... <laughs> It came to a point, though, where you could have been doing it, but... And I wasn't. You weren't doing it. Right. So... And there were, like, multiple conversations that have happened over the time being, like, you just got to start. Just, like, you just got to start it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. But... What what I've been proven... What I have proven to be decent at is collecting the things. What I had never demonstrated an ability to do is selling them. Right. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but there was a point a few years ago where I was like, I love this so much. Right. I don't. Um, okay. So there's like a couple of prongs on the reason that this right, has come right. to pass. Yeah. One being I freaking love stuff. Yep. And another being I love finding things. Yeah. That bring. It, that's like my meditation. Yeah. Is like, to like sift through piles of junk or seemingly unuseful items and finding things of finding value. the cool things yeah um and i, I have, have no patience for that right it's not like a thing i i don't find joy in it no and it, like even it, even in my regular day-to-day like shopping for myself or shopping for other people or like being at the grocery store even mm-hmm. like i am i am a one track i'm in and out i know exactly what i need or exactly what i want and if i don't find it then i walk away right i am not down for the hunt where I'm like, I'll, I'll hunt all day. I will literally, yeah, like you will go out, go out with like an idea uh-huh. and you will come home with it. And it may take you eight hours, but you will come home with it. Yeah. Which and- is crazy. Like that's like, it's such a, it's so crazy how you can be so focused at that part mm. of it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, 
<laughs> but I think it's it's all so, it's like fear based, right? So so I didn't want to give up the way that 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 the process of um, finding things like cre- creates value in my life, right? But a person can only have so much stuff. True, and so <laughs> I felt it seemed obvious if I feel so much joy in finding these things and I believe that these things can hold value to other people, right? Then I should be sharing them with other people, right? I've been doing sort of like private sales or finding things for friends for a really long time, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd never taken the step to actually start selling things, partially because whenever I would have conversations with people I know who do do that, they were very discouraging. And we're like, it's really hard. It takes a lot of time. It's not worth it, whatever. Right. And so finally, about a year and a half ago, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to just do it. In part because when I stopped being the boss of Bait Shop, my income went down very significantly. Right. And relying primarily on the part-time work that I do at the bar and my acting work, which is so unreliable. I was yeah. Like, right. I, I need to have something else that is flexible that's on my own terms that could generate a little bit of supplemental income. Right. I'm not trying to be rich. No. Just kind of, you know. Just have have a similar amount of income as when you were doing that. Right. So, so yeah. So, that's that was the idea. And then, as Kendra said, I really, um, I really stalled out on following through. And Kendra and I and Carrie... And Kendra's boyfriend, Alex, like we've all had a lot of strategic conversations yeah. about how. Yeah. <laughs> how to get, sometimes go. together, sometimes yeah. just you and me, sometimes yeah. just you and Alex. You yeah. And, it's like we are all pulling for you so hard to do it, to and, do it. But it's more than just to do it. It's to believe that you can do right. it. Right. At the end of the conversation, every time. Yeah. The, the takeaway is you just have to start. You literally, all you have to do is start. Right. And you and I had a conversation about two weeks ago, maybe. When I was over here and you were asking me, we were setting up the Etsy account. Right. And you were asking me all these questions about like the photos and how to do this and how you think the best way to do this is and what's the best way to do this. And I was like, it literally doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because it's your business. You get to make the choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not about like, and Carly is a a habitual researcher. So she will like, (laughs) she will like literally gather as much information as she possibly Dude, can i love gathering data yeah but then yeah but that but, do but, but it slows it. you down oh, yeah. yeah it slows you way down because yeah. what you could be doing is gathering the data and then using the data but you gather the data and then and then i need more data it's you you it, but that it, it's because you're afraid and then that leads into like you're afraid of oh, i mean sorry i'm not calling you a scaredy cat <laughs> i'm not trying to call you out but I feel like, I feel like, and you could say the same for me about a ton of things that I say oh, I'm sure. going to do and don't do. It's it's not, this isn't like a you versus me, but I am saying, uh, for the record, you can do this. Right. You just. Part of gathering data is about figuring out the most right way to do something in order to safeguard myself from failing. Right. Which I think there is a level to which, uh, Polling people and researching things is valuable. Oh, absolutely. And then it crosses a threshold. Yep. And you are overwhelmed mm-hmm. by all of the competing 
data mm-hmm. you've collected. Mm-hmm. You become confused about what it is you actually believe is right versus what you think other sources might be saying is right. And it it, it actually like impedes your ability to move forward. So if you yeah. were stalling out because you were afraid, actually having all of that data right. is it, it makes it worse. Yeah. But and I and I think that um if anybody is listening to this who is resonating with that idea, perhaps you will relate to this, which is that um I have a little bit of a challenge with um compartmentalizing what something is. So my my fears about not knowing how to appropriately photograph clothing, how to best describe it in a description, how to create the like vibe of my online store. Mm -hmm. I am not very good at just letting that be the concern. Right. It very quickly becomes about my ineptitude, my... um, my inability to execute something to the best to or to be able to not make a decision right it's like letting other these, people down all it's of a, these little things start to come in yeah and, and then all of a down. sudden it's about like my value as a human being which is not actually what the whole thing is about at all absolutely not it should not be no. about this vintage store should not be <laughs> about your value as a human being right but it's about then to get in there to that point right is then you have to work your way out of that, which is an, which nearly impossible. Continues sometimes. to also put off the doing of the actual thing, right? Because what I what I can do is process, right? So I'm like, okay, look at all this crazy shit now that I have to process about this situation. <laughs> I should probably. Oh, I'm rubbing my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's maddening. It's maddening. And I, you know, uh, when I was younger, I was very much. Um, subject to having a little thing become about a big thing yeah um in in a way that i later learned is because i have a lot of anxiety right and when i did not know that i that about myself right i didn't know how to manage that sure like sometimes i really couldn't get dressed because the choice of my shoe this is apparently gonna make me cry i'm gonna cry now what it's fine when you can't get dressed because the choice of the shoes you wear is potentially the difference between living and dying. Right. And you don't see that being true for the people around you. Mm-hmm. You feel like something is wrong with you. Right. And it doesn't... It is not a thing you can just decide not to do. Mm-hmm. So, wow. All right. Well, I had no idea that was going to happen. Same. Very really surprising. really came out of the blue. Wow. As it started to happen, I was like, oh, are we? Are we? Are I know. Going? And then it, and then it, we were there. I was looking Kendra in the eye, and I think I looked very surprised. Very confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I so I, I think I think the thing is, is, so I do not struggle with anxiety in the same way that you do uh-huh. and on any scale, of course. As a human, I experience everybody it has on a low, anxieties, very, yeah, very low grade level. But for you, I think getting to that place, you've done so much work to learn that it isn't 
Yeah. Always about the choice. Yeah. And sometimes you're better at discerning that than others. And sometimes right. you're in a really good flow with your choice making. Totally. And sometimes it does hold you up still. But that's totally. just because like you do have very bad anxiety. Yeah. That's it, it's, it's it is a part of your life that you cannot change. Nope. And you have worked so hard to get to a place where you can navigate it mm-hmm. with yourself, mm-hmm. with other people, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I do think that it's like it's fear based and anxiety based. This whole vintage store, it's it's all of those things yeah. that you just said. It's like how do you how do you know if you're doing it right? And I think the other, you know, the the you don't know. Mm-mm. The thing about that is you just don't know. Mm-mm. And the thing about it is you may do it wrong. I probably because probably in some ways I will because but, there's always a learning curve to yeah. everything you do. But wrong to who is right. is the thing. Right. And what, you know, when we were talking a couple weeks ago, you were asking me, you know, all of these questions about the way I think you should do things. And I, w- I just kept saying, like, <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You do it the way you want to do it because, and I said, the whole reason you wanted to start doing this is because it brings you so much joy. Right. Finding things and sharing, sharing things, things brings you so much joy. Yeah. And the way that you're doing it now, all of this buildup about it is not bringing you any joy. Right. It's bringing you so much anxiety and so much fear. So it's like, strip it down. Right. Who cares what the fucking photos look like? Are you doing the thing that brings you the joy? Right. That's the like end goal, I think. Right. And then as you start doing that, you're going to learn how to be better at it. And you're going to learn how to... Take the perfect photo and right. make the perfect Instagram post and, you know, you become an influencer, dude. It's one of your biggest goals, I know. <laughs> you would make a great Instagram influencer. Hey, thanks. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. Anybody I have any like we tips? tried to look it up once. We did. I think we asked people to tell us, too, on the podcast. Maybe we've talked. Yeah, we've done this before. We've done this. No we've, one sent us any tips. No, nobody knows. Are there any Instagram influencers out there? Hit yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up. Do how do we do? Gmail.com. We love helping people have a cool life yeah so um Um, but no it's true and um a thing that happened so all right we've pretty clearly established what the major holdup was in in this failure to launch sure but this other thing happened once we had talked about Okay, a projected date that I'm going to start. There right. was a day that right. Kendra and Alex and Carrie and I sat yeah. down and we were like, cool, yeah. great. We've talked about it. Oh. I'm going to do it by the end of like May 30th or right. whatever. And then when that didn't happen. Uh, totally. The guilt yeah. and the shame set in. And so a major roadblock for me became also... I am not following through on a thing that I said I would do. Right. And because I'm not following through on it, the stuff that I've accumulated is creating a poor living environment for my partner. Also is a constant reminder. The stuff is a constant reminder that you didn't do it. Right. Which is crazy because you still go out and get the stuff. (laughs) But it's like every time I feel like there's a part of your brain that feels the guilt and shame yeah the stuff is like it's hard because you're living in this constant reminder that you didn't do the thing you said you were going to do right although what i will say i'm going to backtrack because we did have that conversation and then you were supposed to do this pop-up market 
Oh yes, I had a pop-up market scheduled, and which we, was and we the were getting all ready. We yep. made that logo. We got you mm-hmm. the Instagram and an email, and like we mm-hmm. got everything like pretty set up. Yeah, and then that market didn't happen. Not on your end. Right. It wasn't your fault. The market like got canceled. I think it did. And I think that it was a huge time where mm-hmm. what you could have done maybe was like be like, okay, this didn't work, but I'm going to go out and find another thing. But it it was almost an excuse to be like, I'm not ready. This is actually good right i'm not i'm not ready right so i'm not gonna do it right that's a that is a great point but well and because also what was happening um this trying to launch this vintage store Mm -hmm. coincided with navigating some pretty serious health issues right which um I don't want to use it as an excuse, but it was a factor in my uh, my the bandwidth that I had to do yeah, things. Absolutely, a lot of things I had to really scale back on, and so because that was something that I hadn't even really started yet, it felt um, too. I I didn't have the capacity mm-hmm. to begin this thing that's really stressful when mm-hmm. like I'm scaling back in every other area of my right. life. So. It was sort yeah. of a... It was, yeah. it was like the perfect storm. Right. Um, but now... So, a few months ago... Yeah. I was like, all right, Carly, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> what you tell yourself is that you didn't follow through on a thing you said you would do. And you're a failure for that. And you're disappointing uh, the people who have been supporting you and believing in you. And you're creating a cluttered and uncool living environment for your husband. That's the narrative that I have about this. Mm-hmm. So a few months ago, I was like, "You first, the 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 very first thing you have to do is stop doing that, right? And start, that's that's the that's like the biggest roadblock, right? And start telling yourself, this is where I am right now. It can change anytime. Yep, I am capable of following through. Yep, I am capable." Of starting the next step of this process mm-hmm. anytime. It is not too late. No. Whatever. It's on you. Right. And that, like, like you, it seems so silly. Right. But you, like, I don't, I pay a lot of attention to the way other people um, express their self-talk or share what their self-talk is. But I'm, it, I'm shocked by how often I, like, actually listen to what I'm saying to myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I would never, never would support never. a person saying that to themselves. No. So, so why are you doing it to yourself? Stop. Yeah. Just try at least. A- again, everybody has negative self-talk. Sure, it happens. Oh yeah, and it's but always like, going to happen. And but. it's always going to happen. But the the way in which it it like manifests for you stops you from doing things. Right. You know, it's like that. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I uh, don't have a good enough eye. Right. None of this stuff is actually cool. Well, it, and like, then you pull it back a level and you know that you're saying all of those things to yourself and then you feel embarrassed that th- those things are preventing you right. from doing anything. It's just like, it's like oh, it's just so much. It's so much. Um, so, yeah. So, so there's I, this market coming up, though. You had an opportunity, basically. Okay. So, wait. First of all, Kendra and I decided that Wednesday... Of the week after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I was just going to start. Yeah. She was going to come over. We were going to go through my stuff, start going through my stuff. I arguably, at this point, have too much stuff. 
um, my friend Ren, who has been a really great advocate for me and supporter of me, came over at one point and like looked at all of my inventory with me and she was like, dude, everything is great, but you have too much. And I think that that's part of what's holding you up. Yeah. So even though you've spent all this time investing in finding these things, I right. think you got to let some of it go. Right. So Kendra was going to come over. We we're going to start going through stuff, letting some of it go and just start documenting shit and getting it online. And two days before that, the my, flood. Yep. My house flooded. Yeah. So which could have been seen as another perfect storm to like not do it. Right. But instead. Instead, there's this market that's happening on Saturday at yeah. Bait Shop. Y'all should like, come. I'm going to do it. So we're doing it. So. Yeah. So Bait Shop is having a pop-up holiday market. Yep. Um, there's going to be a lot of different kinds of things yeah our friends are selling their hot hot sauce sauce which if you live in seattle you really need to come try it um somebody is selling freaking poems yeah all right we'll have plants there will be candles there will be i forget what else oh there's gonna be leather goods oh yeah yeah um yeah, it's, it's going to oh, be cool. Zines. It's going to be cool. There's a lot of different stuff happening. And so the bar will be open so you can come and have a drink. drink. And like hang out with your buds. Yeah. It's going to be great. And if you don't drink, you can come have coffee or ginger beer or whatever. Yeah. Don't, you know. Yeah. It's something for everybody. Unless we don't have any coffee. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> the last, like, I mean, we will have coffee. Yeah. You yeah. and I will definitely have coffee. Gotta be I'll be caffeinated. there. I'm going to be there for the, for the big unveiling. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. I yeah. think the thing with this, you know, this whole experience for you has been about starting mm-hmm. and it's happening mm-hmm. and who knows what's going to happen. Who could say? But instead of gathering data from <laughs> the internet, you're going to be gathering hard facts from doing it yourself, which yeah. I think will be the most like the best facts you can gather like it they will be the ones that will help you make decisions for the future right not not reading shit on blogs no all that is really doing is it's creating an excuse for me to not right start and it's it's like when i played music very regularly Mm -hmm. um i always vowed to never read reviews Oh, yeah. Or articles or, like, YouTube comments. Well, that's the worst. Um, People are so brave when they're anonymous. Because it's not information that I need. Like, Mm. it's not, I don't, it's like, oftentimes it just spirals me, or it would spiral me, like, down into this pit of despair. Even if it was an article written that was, like, good, that was totally, had praise, I would find a way. Right. To 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 re- rewrite Make it that critical yeah yep. and it's just like not worth it no it doesn't service you Mm-mm. and it doesn't help you do a better job at the thing you're doing which is like trying to bring something to others yeah I think yeah that's really cool that you committed to that I imagine I mean, that I it was all it was really, really hard. hard I definitely <laughs> I definitely did it yeah sometimes but I always like. I'm, I wasn't the person that would like Google myself to try and to try and find stuff. You know what I just found out recently? What? Some people have Google alerts set for their name. For their name. Yeah, I know. I have one Google alert set. It's for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. 
<laughs> so short. Just so He's my size. He is your size. That's yeah. true. Um, so when my house flooded and everything, all of my vintage inventory was in the basement where the flood was. Right. Um, I lost a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of it was art. I'm not sure what else is gone. Um, I won't know until everything comes back to us right. from storage. But I lost a fair amount of stuff. And it's almost a blessing. In a way, it in was a, way. a blessing. because, Like a hard blessing. Yeah. It the, wasn't easy and it was really difficult for no. you. But we were just talking about getting rid of half your shit. Yeah. So, so the universe maybe. started that process for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely would have traded some things to have some of that art back. But, yes. Um, but everything went away. And I asked them to please not get rid of two clothing racks full of clothes, which had not been damaged in any way. So I just made a decision in that moment. Right. That I was going to do it. And they saved these clothes. I have some... I have some of everything. I right. don't have a lot of my stuff. Yeah, but... But I have what, some of everything, and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I think... I almost think sometimes when the universe sort of intercepts in your situation and makes... Creates a bigger hurdle, mm-hmm. it can sort of create, a, like, a sense of defiance mm-hmm. in yourself. Oh, for sure. So instead of, like, me being the roadblock for why this wasn't happening, I was like, well, suddenly now there's this outside force. It's the universe. Right. I'm going to take all your stuff. Right. And I was like, okay. Oh, I will not be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you, you guys, um, I'm rubbing my eyes again because she's talking about how she doesn't have that much stuff. I'm literally sitting in front of a giant pile of clothes like we'll post a picture behind me she's like i don't i don't have a whole lot of anything behind me is this just huge pile of clothes so she's gonna be fine it's gonna be a-okay i'm also posing for a pic right now sorry so So my speech no i'm just saying i know what you mean but i I, I just somebody asked you'll have hats right and i was like oh all of my hats are gone right so, TLDR. Yeah. TL, TL, you skipped the very beginning of this podcast and you are just now tuning in 42 yeah. minutes later. Baychop is having a pop-up market on Saturday at 1 p.m. And I, Kendra and I will be there with Lineman Vintage. That is the name of my store. There will be a little something for everyone or mm-hmm. as according to Kendra, a lot of something. <laughs> um, and... The reason that we wanted to talk about it is because I think that my failure to launch um, is something that has been, I think, could be of value to other people. Yeah, I think that it's one of those things where, you know, you were talking about how people are like, oh, it's just so hard and it's not worth it and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. If it's worth it to you, again, nothing that anyone else says matters. Right. If it's worth it to you, if you're a person out there who like wants to do a thing, but you are afraid to do it because of the information you've gathered about it, mm-hmm. but you still just want to do it, just do it. It doesn't matter. It's it's just about, you just got to do it for yourself. Sometimes you have to do it for yourself. That's right. It's an act of self-care in a yeah. way. Yeah. And I think that 
if you've spent a long time sort of being held up by something that has some psychological and emotional blocks to try to to be brave and take the chance to not let those um what am those aren't facts mhm and they're also not an indication that you can't do the thing. Yeah. And it's never too, like, I don't know, what did we say, like a year and a half? It'd be yeah. very easy for me at this point to say, I never guess I'm mind. not going to do it. Right. But I'm not going to do that because I want to do it. Right. So if you're sitting on something that you feel like you've passed the expiration date on how long y- you can have before you start. You haven't. You haven't. There's no expiration date. No. It's, it's all on your own time. Yeah. It gets to be when you want and when you're ready. And if you want, like, tips on actionable steps to take, you can email us. I don't know a lot, but I know some stuff. I'm much better at helping other people than I am helping myself, It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, Constantly, Carly will ask me how to do something. I'm like, literally just look it up. You You can just, like, she's like, I don't know how to start this Etsy account. I'm like, yeah, you do. You just go to Etsy and you start the account. She's like, oh. And then you do it. Yeah, it's I like, don't. I know, but if you were like, "Hey, Carly, can you set up an Etsy for me?" Yeah, you I'd would like, figure yeah, totally, it out. Dude. That's yeah, like. Yeah. But when it comes to yourself, yeah, it's that. It's just that fear based, dude, dude. Yeah, you're freaking well, scared and it's cat, also, bro. Well, because also it's about developing a sense of self worth, right? And it's like so much. Yeah, it's so much bigger. It's about yeah, yeah. There's a there's many uh there's many chunks of ice in that iceberg yeah but is that a phrase nope just made it up i i don't know right now i will get back to you next week about how i feel about there's so many chunks in the iceberg <laughs> see when i said it you you could hear how so it funny sounds I, look i didn't love it when i said it I but just, you really followed through with it i did it, it surprised me <laughs> i i felt like you were trying to come up with something and that's what came out and it mm-hmm. and it um well, I think it's going to take some time. I was going to say layers to the onion, but that didn't, that was, that felt old to me. Yeah. I just, uh, I think one good takeaway from this experience mm-hmm. and what we've just talked about is to um, try to <laughs> treat yourself like you would treat people you care about. Yeah. I would set up Kendra's Etsy account. Yeah. So I therefore can trust that I know how to do that and mm-hmm. I can do that for myself. Right. Treat yourself with the same respect you treat others. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Roasted. roasted. <laughs> Self-roasted. <laughs> um, great. Cool. Cool. Thanks for talking that out. Yeah, good chat. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're nearing the end. It's time. It's, it's nearly time. I did want to mention that... Um, oh, my God. If you guys want to come into Bait Shop... Oh. Sometime in between now and Christmas, uh, while I'm working, I'm doing a cool thing called Ken's Magic Hour. Oh my God, you gave it a name? Yeah, there's a hashtag for it on Instagram. So if you want to get some ideas um, about what the thing is. Do you want it to be a surprise? I mean, it's just, it's a magnificent, uh, Darren in the, wrote it in the recap in like the book the other day. He wrote like, Kendra is doing, she's taking a modern twist on a classic Christmas song with a spectacular show. 
Oh so, my god, that's what it is. Um, that's the tagline. Pop in the bait shop this week or next. I'll be around quite a bit. And uh, uh, at the top of the hour is kind at, of yeah. At the maybe top, five minutes before the top of the hour. At the top of every hour, you can experience Ken's magic, magic hour. Sh- magic hour. Yep, Ken's magic hour. And. She's actually training some people to be able to do it in her absence, one mm-hmm. of them being me. So I would say that you could come any day, but particularly any day that Kendra's there, it's a sight to behold. Yeah. And um, she... We will post some vids on the gram yeah. of uh, the show. My parents got to see it, which was great. Uh, there have been standing ovations. Yeah. Um, last... <laughs> when was... When were we there? Monday. I was working on Monday, and Kendra came in, and... Uh, it was time for Ken's Magic Hour. And as it started, someone shouted, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's really become a... It's become a thing. I think Somebody so. came in. Um, it's actually a, a pod listener came in recently and, and was like, um, I saw this on the Instagram. What time? Like, is it happening? And I was like, yeah, give it like 15 minutes. The top mm. of the hour. He was like, okay, great. I have friends coming. <laughs> and he had like, he like called his buds and they think, I think they stayed for like three or four shows. Oh my was god! Kendra um, just uh, she worked for me last week because I don't remember why we traded. You were shifts. sick. I was sick. Yeah, and um, she texted me that she had decided to do this, and then the follow up text was, "Okay, I'm doing it every hour." And then the follow up text was, "I'm gonna do this every hour till Christmas." Yeah, <laughs> which it really um, it, it really gets people in the mood. It's a joke that went way too far, and now I can't stop. Yeah. It's not a joke anymore. It's not a joke. This is like real talk right now. This is a very serious thing in my life that's going on. It's so the other tight. serious thing in both of our lives is that <gasps> we got merch, bitches. Merch, merch, merch. Sorry, I didn't merch. mean to call you all bitches. That's not how I feel. No. I meant it like in a loving way. Friends. Friends. My fellow friends. Um, we have buttons. buttons. I mean, not, uh, not buttons. Pins. Pins. Way cooler than buttons. Yes, we made enamel pins. We made enamel pins. Last week we didn't have time to make an episode, but we did have time to make badass enamel pins. Yeah, and they just came in and, and we'll you can have one. We'll post them on the gram. You can have one. Hit us up if you want one. Um, doing a good at gmail.com or Instagram at doing a good. Yeah. Also, if you've tuned in and you've liked anything you've heard, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment. Rate and review yep. whatever those things are that you're supposed to yep. do. Also, if you've tuned in and you don't like it, still leave us a comment. Rate and review. Because <laughs> don't it, rate it. Don't ra- If you don't like it, please don't rate it. You could leave a comment, though. Leave a comment. Just either way, it helps us. Yeah. Doinggood at gmail.com. At doinggood. Rate, review, like, hit subscribe, smash the buttons. We love you. Get some pins. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.